Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast. Tonight we'll be discussing everything from the shows over the week, the extended show that happened on Tuesday from Xbox and Bethesda. As always, I am joined with my co-host Ash. How are you today, Ash? How's your week been? Um, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty decent week, really. Obviously, we've been sort of reliving everything to do with the game showcase and everything over the last know four or five days obviously we had the extended showcase on tuesday um yeah it's it's been a pretty decent week uh what how's your week been yeah good yeah good busy with work like you said also been making uh amendments and upgrades to our press start website and and catching in on the shows and keeping up to date with the fallout of the shows so uh, and tonight, I've even spent an hour with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Um, um, how did you find that? It's good. It, it's, a, it's a proper nostalgia kick. Like, from the minute the ge- I loaded the game up and it, and it kind of takes you back to, or takes me back to that five, six-year-old watching the cartoons. Um, you know, Yeah, because it's got that art style, up. hasn't it? It's like the sort yeah. of pixelated art style. Yes, yeah, still, the, still the sort of front-on style from, from the game that we're back in 90s i believe yeah um I, yeah, but yeah it's a good nostalgia kick i've enjoyed it um i'm aiming to sort of complete it and get all the achievements out of it and stuff so there'll be a review on our website tomorrow um but yeah enjoyed it it took me back to yeah, being good. a kid which is always nice but right. on to on to further news of the fallout of the shows did you enjoy the extended show yeah i mean i think it wasn't as uh, you know, there wasn't as many surprises as I'd liked. You know, I, I sort of was hoping that the extended showcase would be a little bit more focused on the future, you know, things beyond yeah. the 12 months, you know, maybe... I maybe think just, we both wanted that, didn't we? Yeah, you know, a little bit more of an acknowledgement of things like maybe Fable, maybe, uh, you know, a bit more about things like, obviously, Avowed, um, a bit more maybe about the Elder Scrolls and all that sort of thing, which obviously none of that showcased. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was it was good. You know, we got a little bit more insight into a handful of the games. Uh, obviously, those three new games that were announced for Game Pass and that that we'll discuss in a moment. But yeah, it was okay. It, you know, it just sort of topped up the. Excitement I think it went nice when speaking to the developers, especially yeah. some of the games that we we saw on Sunday night, which we wanted, such as Starfield and Redfall. Um, speaking of Redfall. Um, it got announced, well, it was actually yesterday in a sit-down interview um, that progression will not carry over unless you are the lobby host. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, a few, there's a few games like that in there that sort of there is. don't allow this progression. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Back for Blood's a bit like that. Um, it's a shame, obviously, in the technology we're in today, it should be a joint campaign, a joint story. For everybody and obviously um the studio and that obviously sort of said that they did discuss the way they wanted to go with it um yeah how do you feel about it does it annoy you that kind of thing if, if i was to horse yeah the game it, do, and, it does annoy me a little bit because it, you know especially say for example if it was us like you know me you tom and uh one of our friends killjoy or whoever um decided to sort of play as a group of four it would annoy me if, you know, we progressed the entire or three quarters of the way through with you 
And then if you decided to get rid of it or, you know, I've had enough with it now, we're stuck with start the option again. of you've got to start again because you're done with yeah. it. You've uninstalled it or whatever. And, you know, we're, we're without it now and we've got to start again. And that, that annoys me a little bit. You know, it should be a joint thing across all players. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that does carry over is your skill sets and your loot. So yeah. if we, you know, if you were to get three quarts through a game, like you just said, and, and that person sort of pack it up and say, no, nah, it's not for me, you would go into your own campaign or the next campaign sort of, you know, end game heavy, I suppose. Yeah. And, and you know, you'd be, you'd, you, you know, you'd be, you'd be finding it very easy early doors. So I suppose that's one thing, but I'm the same as you. Annoys me because... It's like I do. En I enjoy the single player games, me as well. So it's something I would try on my own. It's something I'd gladly play co op. But, you know, if there's certain bits that you don't like about it or it's quite boring or whatever, a bit stale, then it it's probably going to prevent you from, like you say, finishing it or picking it up and, and starting yeah. all over again. And if it's a, imagine if it's a 30, 40, 40 hour campaign. It's yeah, exactly. It's a long if you're three quarters of the way again. through it. That, yeah, it's a long way to start again. Mm. But again, like we say, we saw a little bit more about Redfall, and you know, again, it's another game that it's looking promising. Uh, there's a lot of work gone into this game, and obviously, it is one that's Xbox and obviously Arcane, and that they're pinning their hopes on this being another big game for Xbox. So, you know, we're looking forward to seeing more yeah. on that. Over the and next one few thing months. the developers are talking about as well is will should they or should they not? allow duplicate characters um into an in, into an online co-op so two people could be the same character or not what do you think about that i think in order to get the best out of the game and the experience that the developers want for me personally i think yeah you should only one of you can go each character because what's you know if all four of you can go in as the character that can for example go invisible it's going to make yeah. certain challenges of sneaking and stealth and all that just too easy because all four of you just go invisible and walk past the hordes of, like, whatever, yeah. vampires and that. I mean, we know that things... would happen in our group, wouldn't we? Because there's a sniper no, we, in there. And yeah, exactly. We've you got, know, we, both we, got a massive interest in that. Yeah, so, you know, yes, it could cause that sort of thing where, you know, me and you would both want that sniper character. But, you know, it, it forces players to sort of, like, what we would do, we'd go out of our comfort zone, you know, maybe I'd go the invisibility guy or you'd take the telekinetic person or, you know, it's it's yeah. it's going to create that sort of variation, which obviously this campaign is developed to include all four of those different skill sets. So why would you want all four players to be taking one skill set and you're going to miss out on all of, you know, one of the things that the other characters can bring to the game? So for me, I think it makes sense. I agree. I agree with you. I, you know, I think, especially when you looked at that Redfall trailer on Sunday night, that, you know, like you said, one, one hero's abilities or one character's abilities, should I say, you know, can be used by somebody else. So, so, so the guy that was, you know, sort of planting stuff down that launched in the air, another character were doing that, and and then sniping mid-air yeah, and stuff like exactly. that so i think it just that would add something to the game yeah like the, you the said skills are all gonna if go we hand can in duplicate hand. me and you were going to snipe a guy pretty yeah much. and then you've only got two so, people on the ground yeah so yeah i definitely think it should be restricted you have to pick a character each and if the game's that good and it's not too long like we say i'm in the 30 40 hour mark of 
a campaign, easily we'd do it if we enjoyed the game, we'd do it me hosting and it's my progression and you know, one of us would be the sniper guy and then we'd roles reverse. Yeah, and the exactly. other would be the sniper guy. So I think that brings that into it. And I think it will keep people playing it longer because they'll want to go at each character. Yeah, and you know, the, hopefully there's not that sort of restriction where if we start and you went the sniper for the first 10 hours of the game, then there's no saying that, you know, the next night we play, I'll go the sniper. We can and, swap, yeah, yeah. As long as it, you're not restricted in that playthrough as that character you've picked, you've got to go with that, then, you know, there's no reason why you wouldn't mix it up anyway. Yeah. You know, 40 yeah, hours I as agree. a sniper through a whole campaign would probably eventually get, you know, I'd want to sort of have a run around and do some other bits, so... You yeah, know, and we'll definitely keep you all up to date with what their decision is when they've had, when they've made that decision, when Arcane yep. decide to let us know. So I want to talk now a little bit about, obviously, a game that stood out massively for both of us through the whole showcase and, you know, the follow-up and everything. We, we feel that, obviously, as we've said, and it, I think this sort of discussion sort of comes up in most podcasts that we host, is sort of the negativity that has come back from Starfield. Obviously, we we recorded the podcast within 30 minutes of the show ending on Sun. Uh, what day was it? Saturday? Sunday? I can't remember the Sunday, day now. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. So we, we watched the show. We literally went and got a drink, sat down and went live. So we didn't really sort of take in, apart from when I said I saw a couple of the comments on the YouTube feed of the show, we didn't really yeah. get to see much feedback in terms of the game. So for both of us, we sat and went, Starfield looks insane, and it does. You know, graphically, incredible. It looked, it looks brilliant, and for you especially, I was already excited to see it. It's turned it almost into your number one hit for this coming year, hasn't it? Not almost, yeah. Just it has. I mean, I were on the fence before Sunday night, and and after seeing that sort of fifteen minutes at the end of the show, I took an axe to the fence, and I'm off it. it yeah, it, exactly. it is my number one game. That I, I I've watched that fifteen minute trailer. I'd say about 10 times since Sunday. Yeah. I, I, I'm blown away by it. I cannot wait for this game. It's my and number yet, one. You know, we've, we've over, this year, over this week, we've seen so many negative... Obviously, yes, there's, there's a good chunk of us that are just excited for it. We know it's going to be decent. Um, yes, it's got similarities to No Man's Sky, but it's almost inevitable. If you create a space game, there's going to be similarities, spaceships, planets, Custodes, you know, yeah. all that. So you're going to get that. And yes... There are elements, you know, the scanning of elements and all this sort of stuff, like, you know, your gold, your iron, all of that. That's, that's again, there are similarities to No Man's Sky, but, you know, people are already jumping on the fact that, you know, Bethesda and that are going to create a game that, you know, there's no way they're going to create an in-depth game which contains a thousand planets. It's too big, it's too this, it's too that, you know, which I can understand to the extent that, you know, you look at No Man's Sky and... Almost every planet you find is undiscovered because there's literally billions out there to find. And for the most yeah. part, there's not a great deal going on on those planets. You know, it is just a generic trees, rocks, water, and a few animals. So, yes, you'd like to think that with there only being a thousand, which that is still a massive number, you'd like to think that a good chunk of these planets are going to have something with them. Yeah, there's got to, you can't land on every single planet. It's just a wasteland. But, you need. I mean, I mean, they have they described in that fifteen minute video that you know there won't be life on every planet. No, and I, think and I don't think anybody would expect it. Because, yeah, yeah, I I I think that's it. Kind of keeps it real. We don't know. 
if there is life anywhere else out there in any galaxy and you know like you said there's billions in you know out in space so some don't have life some do some are habitable some are I, so I, I like it i like that it's, it's that bit of realism and it is that you know the fact that we me and you who will both we know already will spend hours and hours and hours on this game yeah that you, the path i take and the planets i visit you probably never will or it might be 100 hours later that you end up coming across exactly. one or i'll be yeah. sharing a with thousand you planets saying, oh, is still a lot this yeah i've had this experience on this but oh where is it where, where did you go to find that and you know we've all we did that with no man's sky didn't we we you know oh well i can't you know i can't find this but it's on these types of planets and look for these ta- so i like that and i don't see why people you know i mean people are saying that it's too big i'm mean, out yeah the game be i think too big i i, I yeah. just don't get, understand that you know i mean we we know obviously we we stay well clear of you know console wars and you know automatically the fact that now bethesda is obviously an xbox brand it's an xbox studio and so on so naturally you're gonna get the toxic console wars, you know, players are going to, players yeah. from other consoles are going to knock it regardless of how good it looks because it's now an Xbox title. Whereas, you know, it's just difficult to see again, this thing that I've said, and it's something it's my biggest pet hate with gaming is how many people are quick to knock a game before you've even touched it. Yeah. You know, yeah. none of us have played it. None of us have even you know, apart from a 15-minute gameplay, which, again, could be 12 months of development away from being the final thing. Well, of course it is. I mean, you know, it, I mean that's you not can't be knocking this sort of stuff. No, there's plenty I mean, of they've got fixes to go. And... Yeah, it's... I mean, people saying today, oh, it didn't look clean enough, what's up with the frame rate, and things like that, but they're not going to, you know... The, the thing is, I mean, the, I, I'll tell you one thing that got... Well, it got discussed on Tuesday night's show with the Xbox developers about them saying that they're bringing out this game demo thing because it's kind yes, of fallen Project into the Morecraft. past. And, yeah, Project Morecraft. So, and, 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 and it's like what Xbox said in, in, in that sort of piece is that it takes a lot to slice, even sort of the first level out of a game. It, it's a lot of work to slice yeah, exactly. that out, make a demo of it. So they are going to compensate developers. So when you're getting ready for a show and they've sliced out, not not just one section of the game, but, you know, the kind of the beginning, and now we're into it, to give you different experiences, that takes a lot of work. So there's no way they're going to do that at the full frame rate, at the full development, with no, exactly. everything behind it. They're not. It's too much And all, all the finishing touches, all the polishing at the end is, like, you know, one yeah. of the final things that happen. So... It's not well, going to be. You wouldn't varnish a staircase before you painted it, would you? No, exactly. That's a good and, way and of, this sort of is, putting you it. Know, really, this is this is my problem with it. I mean, the only thing I will say that I kind of agree with that a few people seem to be getting a little bit upset by is that you don't manually land your ship, you don't manually get into the planet and land. Yeah, I mean, I I've, obviously I've seen all this and different things that they've said. You know, the game, obviously the your league, your league lead protagonist i'll get there eventually that you know your character is going to be non-verbal they're not going to speak but yeah look at some of the other big game like one that i've played obviously both of them destiny you don't land your ships your character yeah, doesn't true. speak and it's yeah. a massively successful game it's just another thing that people are using 
these little bits of information that it's got to be a negative. You know, I at no yeah. point when I've played Destiny have I sort of, yes, it would be cool to fly your ships because obviously you can sort of customise your ships in terms of their colours and all that sort of stuff. But, but that's it. On, on, it on would be cool. Starfield, you can fly your ship. Yeah, it's just, just whenever you land, you just, yeah, you just... And it's just going to speed up the process of, you know, the like they've said and like people have been saying about No Man's Sky, yes, you fly from outer space into your planet, but there is that brief three or four seconds as you sort of approach the planet and you zoom from space into, like, your, you know, your close-up, that's the transition period. There's still got to be that. You can't fluidly have an open world of a thousand planets and space that runs fluidly. So there's got to be some sort of Well, that's it. I mean, the memory that's you know, taken transition. up by you manually landing and yeah, exactly. taking that out frees up space to, to like you said, maybe add, add another 50 planets. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just one of them things where, you know, it's an element that it might be cool for 10 times to just go and land your flight, your ship, but eventually it's just going to be another part of the, the game. Same. So, yeah. you know, at no point, you know, six months later, are you going to sort of say, God, I could still really wish I could land this ship. You wouldn't, because it's no. just a little element of the thing, which, yeah, you've flown it, right, we're going to land here, you, you know, fade out to black or whatever, and now we're on the planet. It's really not something that needs massively criticise the game. You know, the, it, it just blows my mind how negative a lot of these games, you know, almost everything within the showcase, if you look hard enough, you'll find enough negativity on. And I just don't yeah, get it. Yeah, and I think it's not fair on the developers, is it? The, no, not The work that they've put in and, 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 you know, they're so proud to release it. And then they've got to... The, trolls, basically, they've got yeah, to put up that's, with that. that's what and it I is, don't, yeah. And I think, while we are mentioning that there are gamers out there that are toxic and, and the whole console wars and everything we've gone through, I also think that gaming industry websites, you know, obviously we won't name any names that, that release news and things like that, they're as, as much to blame because it's clickbait. You know, yeah, they exactly. Know, you know, Starfield's, is it that good because of this? Is it bad because of this? And that's the that's the headline. I saw I saw one today, um, and, and it's, Starfield is that bad? Question mark. And then you're going to click it because you think, it. well, why? Why do you yeah, think exactly. it's that bad? And, and it's clickbait. It, it's to get the numbers up and, and things like that, which I think is wrong. And I get that every industry out there is battling. We know the battle with our website and, and, and you know, the, the time and, and effort that goes into it to try and rank it up there and, and things like that. But I, I would never resort to doing it to pull a game down to get that click. No. I mean, obviously, we report news, you know, if, like, for example, if a game launches, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, there was one that, oh, uh, when Roller Champions launched all the server issues. You know, we posted yeah. the news that, you know, it's launched, but it's at the moment almost unplayable. You know, you're going to report news about certain negatives, but at no point would I are. sit here now and sort of say, you know, oh, I don't know, let's take for an example sort of um, Overwatch 2. You know, I'm not going to sit here now and go, it's going to be bad. You know, these, these developers have made a terrible game. What they've showcased is, you know, oh, there's too many heroes, too many characters coming over from the first one. It's copy and paste. It's awful. You know, let the developers work on the game. Let them release it. And, you know, yes, there are games that will launch that just aren't very good. There are going to be games that launch in a bad state. And when we get our hands on it, then you be the judge. 
But when yeah. we're still six months, nine months, 12 months away from playing it, for you to just put in a completely pointless sort of opinion on something that's bad when you've not even played it and given the chance, then, you know, I just don't get it. And it's been kind of a shame that one of the big titles from this whole showcase for Xbox has been received so negatively. But on the flip side of that, there are many people that are very, very positive about it. And oh, yeah. Us two yeah, included, too, you know. Definitely. We, I, I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on it. And, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. We're not saying that nobody oh, no, can have all. the opinion that they didn't like the look of it because everybody's got their own taste. But it's just, you know, the people that have been negative for the fact of being negative, it's unnecessary. And, and we can't wait, can we? And no, we're, we're well excited when, for it. When that game comes out, you'll hear loads about it on our podcast and, and you know, the good and the bad, because we will report the bad, but we just won't let it overshadow what could be a great game. Exactly. So three new games announced on the on the Tuesday. Um, yes. On the Tuesday show, Xbox and Bethesda Extended Show. Again, I, I felt um, like that we might have got a couple more than just three as well. I thought there might have been a couple yeah, more surprises. I mean, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be, you know, that we discussed it on the podcast on Sunday night, didn't we? That that was all about the 12 months coming up and what yeah. we're going to get in those 12 months. And we were hoping that Tuesday was going to be a look beyond uh, those 12 months. But it, won't, it was just kind of an addition, wasn't it? I mean, I think there'll be a few people happy with the three games, Valheim being one of them. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, two of the three, I think you can guess which one I won't be playing, but um, <laughs> two, of the three, two of the three that were announced, I have already sort of said in my head, I, I will give them a go. One that I wanted to play on PC, but I don't think my PC would handle it, was Valheim. Uh, it looks great, it's sort of... Comes to Game Pass this fall. Yeah, it's a bit of like an RPG sort of adventure sort of game, but you can play, I think, from what I've sort of seen when I, when it was out on PC originally... You can play as a group, you can build community sort of villages and all that sort of stuff through hunting and crafting. It's the sort of thing we probably would enjoy. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You know, Slime Rancher just looks like a bit of silly fun, really. Probably give it a go. Um, I think that were too silly for me. Again, it's out fall this year, but I think that were a bit too... I think it's just something if you just want something not too serious. Yeah, it probably is aimed at that, but I'm always up for having a bit of a laugh on something that's not majorly serious, which, you know, that's the sort of thing. And it's on the complete opposite end of the scale to the third game, which I'll be massively (laughs) avoiding. It's 2023, and you won't be playing, will you, actually? No. (laughs) So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually getting a game coming in 2023. Now, I mean, it did look horrifying. Didn't it? Did it, oh, I, I honestly, I mean, I love horror games and stuff like that, but I don't think this will be one I will play. And I, I just I mean, can't be doing with the, it, you know, we've we've played other games that aren't necessarily even remotely horror. That when you know, I mean, look at when we used to play back in like the Call of Duty days. We used to play Mike Myers, and yeah, there was nothing more frightening than running, knowing that something is right behind you, chasing you. Now, when that thing's carrying a massive chainsaw, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. No way. For me, I, I, I love games like that, and, and I'm not a jumpy person, as you know, but for me, I just it, it, it's the fact that it's based on true events that it kind of yeah, freaks me out. It's a bit kinda, grim. I, yeah. I, I, 
you know, not that I'm scared of it. I don't like. It's just I find it a bit like I don't know. It's a bit too close to home. So I kind of feel that I just and it's not because it's not like that's ever happened to anybody I know. But it's just that yeah, feeling. Yeah, people of, My did God, this go through something happened. like that. Yeah. yeah, that this actually happened to people. So I think I would, I will be staying away from it for that reason. Um, yeah, but you know. I'm sure many will play it, and, and oh, many it's, it's received it, a fair but... old sort of, you know, quite a positive feedback from like in terms of again the trailer. You didn't see a great deal. There was an uncut trailer that's been released, which is a little bit darker and generally just more gruesome. I don't but... think you need any darker, do you? No, but you know, <laughs> it, it's again, you know, you've got massive fans of horror and just general the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of series, like the the, the film and everything like that. So you know, it's it's gonna get. Isn't it weird as a society that the the human race is is so interested in like crime thrillers and you know sociopaths and mass murders? I don't. I I mean, but you see so many people, you know, Netflix series. Oh oh, yeah, I watch watch a few of them, like the the actual documentaries. I like the stuff that's like people who escape from prison and how they did it. But when it comes to you know mass murder, I mean, we've got where I live. So I live in Yorkshire. Um, in 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 the UK, and the accent didn't there's the Yorkshire away. Ripper. Um, and, and but yet people are so fascinated by what the Yorkshire Ripper did and how we did it, and I, I just think I don't want to know. I, don't, <laughs> I the, 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 this is people that were in my town, that were in my county. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, and and actually, a guy I used to work with, um, I were only seventeen, eighteen. And a lad I actually worked with really looked like him and was actually arrested um, as the the thought he was the Yorkshire Ripper. And I just think, right, no, it's freaking me out a bit now. No, I don't yeah. I don't need this in my life. I don't need to know that this is so close to my doorstep. So, But I don't get the fact, as, as a society, they're fascinated with it. So you can imagine just how this game's going to be received and the millions that will play it. Yeah, it is um, going to be a popular one, and I believe it is another one that's coming to Game Pass, isn't it? So it's yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it'll have its followers definitely. Now, one game that's coming next week, uh, I think it's next Tuesday, is it Fall is Guys. Tuesday, yes, and yes. something that was showcased at the extended show, and I did see a leak of the trailer earlier in the day. But for any of you that don't know, I've been like a lifelong fan of the Halo series, so. For one of the first partnerships coinciding with Xbox to be the Fall Guys Spartan Showdown, which, if you see the trailer, it's basically a, a sort of a mock of the Halo 3 Believe tra- trailer, where there's a massive explosion, all the different sort of uh, enemies and that are all being sort of blasted out of the way. It's all frozen in time. And as you sort of zoom up, I think it's Master Chief. I don't know whether it's with an Arbiter or with a... Um, I can't think who it's. Master Chief's basically at the top of this hill and they're reaching up some... I can't remember. It was Halo 3. It was a long time ago. But basically, it was a re reimagining of that in Fall Guys. And it's quite amusing. And basically, the whole point is this crossover is going to be we can dress up however you, your little characters in this game have like skins, basically, like a fancy dress overall thing and you can dress up as like your your grunts your um elites and obviously master chief so it's looking pretty cool i'm looking forward to just playing the game in general i've waited a long time for this 
Um, yeah, and I'll probably I, I get Master Chief. I, I, I find it amazing that you haven't. Xbox. Yeah, I, I didn't. Before it got announced for Xbox, I'd not really seen all about it. And I was talking to you, and, and we'll actually we'll give him a proper shout-out, Killjoy, our friend yeah, Killjoy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's had a bit of a complaint. Yet. He's not had a proper shout-out yeah. yet, so... So we'll shout him out, and he's absolutely... He's I can't believe how good he is for this. I mean, I don't think I've... I've seen a game that he's been more excited for over the last 10 years. Well, I think the <laughs> thing is... He literally can't wait. He had it on PC, but I think one of the elements that he was sort of missing was the fact that it's meant to be a good sort of... It's a laugh. It's funny. It's basically like it's a knockout or, you know, your them sort of games where basically we've got to, like, jump over, knock out things and sort of jump yeah. from sort of pad to pad without that... You know, you've got to get on the safe pad before the rest drop and all that sort of stuff. So... It's just a bit of fun, and especially it to Doritos Crash Course that we all played. It's, yeah, it's got a bit like of that. 10 years it's, ago. Yeah, it's got a bit of all that sort of thing. It's just basically the the aim of the game is to be getting through every knockout stage right to the final, where you've got to be the first person to get to the crown at the end, and you win. That's that's the whole point of however many rounds there is. But as a team, I think when if you go in, I don't know how many you can go in as a like group. But say if like four of us go in, I think it will be a laugh, especially if you sort of stick together and you know try and get to the end and all that sort of stuff. And Killjoy obviously had it on PC. I didn't get it for PC again because I don't trust that my PC will play anything. But now that it's coming to Xbox and on Game Pass, I think it's something that we'll be able to all get involved with. And I think we it's something. I think it's something that I plan to record a lot of gameplay of all of us playing together because I think we'll capture some really funny moments for, you know, YouTube yeah. and that. So I'm looking forward to it massively. And Yeah, I'm, I must admit, I'm five days away. now. Like, yeah, yeah. So next week we'll be playing it. That'll be Tuesday night. Well, so we'll tell you all about yes. it on this podcast yeah, next week. next week's podcast. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to it after seeing clips and, see, you know, hearing how giddy you two especially are. Yes, yeah. Um, one thing I loved about the show, uh, which surprised me and will probably surprise you, one thing I loved about the show on Tuesday was the, the Microsoft flight simulator piece that they did with the developer. You know what? And he went right. to the plane and he space went... museum in Washington. Yes. Didn't he? Now, it's weird, actually, because obviously I've just got like our sort of list of YouTube and everything that we've that was at the show. And I was just looking at Flight Simulator, and I was just about to say, Harris, who he's a he's big in sort of the video game world. He's he's if you follow him on Twitter and that, he creates some great content. He was the guy that sort of headed up this piece as he went out and he met like one yeah, of the yeah. lead lead developers from Microsoft Flight Simulator and one of the heads of the museum. And it was literally the next piece I was going to say, and you've just sort of jumped in and took it, but. Uh, <laughs> It was, yeah, it was a very, very good piece because it really there wasn't anything major to do with actual gameplay. It was just a bit of an insight into sort of the history of, you know, aviation <laughs> and some of the things we can expect to see coming into the game over, you know, with the next update and so on for the 40th anniversary. Yeah, which is June, November. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't play it. I, I think. I think it's stunning. I think it's an incredibly impressive game. Um, but for me, it's just, it doesn't kind of have an aim. There's I th no... Yeah, I think for you, I think now you don't like about it, out, 
it, it maybe maybe yeah there's there's plenty of stuff away from just simulator but i think yeah. the thing that you struggled with when it first launched and obviously we all went through the, the training program and that to sort of learn how to fly the planes and that was i think it was almost too simulator for you it's literally yeah there was definitely flying an aspect a plane. of that but i would have been more inclined to sit and learn it all if there was a goal at the end yeah and there other isn't than for just me. A, but a to b this on tuesday night I, it did get me intrigued again. It did get me thinking I might give it another go and, and, and just try and complete a few flights and stuff like that. But, yeah, it were, it, it, I found it really interesting. I mean, I do love planes, and I love seeing all the old ones and that, like like the sort of beach plane and that that they're bringing in November. It, yeah. it, I found it fascinating, um, more fascinating than I thought I would find it. So it definitely sort of opened my eyes to think, should I give it another go? So yeah, we'll see. It, um, we'll it stands see. out, and for me, one of the big additions, which I think I said on the show, the like the special the other night was the helicopters. I think I'll really enjoy. Some I will really enjoy is the fact that something I've struggled with so far when I do. Obviously, you can do your flyovers where you can just go to like a particular in detail city from around the world and just fly around it. So I've done, you know, your Londons, your New Yorks, your Paris, that sort of thing. But when you're in an aircraft, you've got to fly. You know, you, you can't yeah. hover. You can't go to the Empire State Building and sort of slowly just sort of, you know, drift around the building. You you go in at 100 and some miles an hour over New York. You can't stop. Whereas with yeah. the element of he uh, helicopters, hopefully we will be able to get right up close to some of these buildings in detail and, you know, just literally hover and take it all in. So that's something I'm looking forward to. That will be fun because I, I remember trying. I, 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 we all did it, didn't we? I flew over my house. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was that busy trying to sort of see how detailed it was as to where I lived, which was incredibly so. I crashed onto yeah. my street. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, with the helicopter. What, you'd be able to what would you have done if that? you were sat inside your house playing the game and then you look <laughs> out and there, there's the, the flight crashes down into there the street? Wow, that seven, is simulation. Coming in. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Maybe that's possible in VR one day. Yeah, maybe. Um, or augmented reality. But yeah, so yeah, it, it, I definitely would definitely give it a go. I think with the helicopters, because like you said, you get you could get that aspect of hovering over it and, and actually seeing those places. Yeah, in detail. So, um, go on. Uh, yeah, basically, obviously. There you go. Seeing as I stole your last piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sort of in, as the overall sort of look into what happened at the extended show, there isn't a massive amount more. I don't know whether you've got anything else you want to sort of add in before we have a quick run through. I do. Well, I, well, two things that just really, really quickly is is that um, you know the Microsoft announcing that they've hired their first African employee into the sort of indie game industry, which I think is massive. I think that's great. Yeah, um, getting more and more indie developers from around the world, and and um, and I think the last thing I wanted to mention is just Stalker Two. Did you watch that? That were quite touching. Yeah, that that was with everything uh, going on in the world yeah, now. And that that some of the developers are on the front line, and it's awful to see. Yeah, it, it, it put it, a lot it, of stuff into perspective about the fact that, like, I mean, obviously, some of the developers said, you know, what the game they're working on, and you know, the the nature of it, you know, a disaster. 
you know, fallen yeah. worlds and all that to then sort of be working on that whilst their real world is falling apart and that. And, you know, some of the, obviously, some of the developers left and have now sort of set up in Prague to continue developing. Some of them are literally just working and living inside Ukraine in, you know, basements, hallways. Well, did you see that guy four weeks in a corridor, six weeks in a corridor, wasn't he? You know, there was, was, I think, was it, was there a woman that she's tucking an injured dog that's lost an eye? Yeah. And they're just literally living in like a hallway, you know, and then some of the developers and that have actually gone out to fight for their country. And, you know, it just brought a massive sense of reality to all of everything we do with gaming, all the passion and, you know, none of it's real life. But what the developers are going through at the minute, especially in Ukraine and, you know, what they're going through, you know, sort yeah. of brings that sense of reality back to it all and, you know, what they're suffering and, you know. And I mean, that's it. And I mean, going back to the earlier point, and we won't spend too much on it, but, you know, where people are negative about games so quickly and just for the sake of being negative, that there's... You know these these developers have a passion for it. They love it. They their aim yeah. is to deliver the best they can possibly deliver, and I think that really hit home with the Stalker Two and, and GSC. You well, it know, goes to show, show just how much they're willing to put into it. The fact that they literally just left their country. So, yeah, you know they've they've either left their country to get development in a new country in safety, or you know some have literally stayed behind, but not stayed behind necessarily to fight but to continue working in amongst this yeah war and invasion and you know that's dedication you know you no matter what you say about developers and they never listen or whatever you know they, they never truly do what the fans want blah 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 you know they go way beyond their means to bring yeah. us what they do and you know they should all be applauded from every studio around the world but particularly at the minute the studio that are working obviously on stalker too yeah it really um lump in the throat kind of thing if you haven't yeah. seen it check it out because it will hopefully give you a new perspective on what developers actually do care about yeah. what they and there's are a lot of home video as well so it really sort of brings yeah. it you get a real it sense does. of exactly what they're going through yeah so, uh, it, yeah it, it, obviously I... we definitely sort of send out our thoughts to everyone that's affected as well you know hopefully there will be a resolution to this do. at some point yeah, so, we certainly do, and and we we thank you everybody at GSC for yes. your continued work on Stalker Two. So, obviously, let's sort of now move away from the showcase. Obviously, beyond the showcase, obviously, there's been a little bit of news besides everything that featured this week. Um, some of it is obviously follow-ons from announcements and so on. Um, one of them, obviously, a Plague Tale Requiem, which was obviously, again, shown at the original showcase on Saturday, Sunday even. Um, we were left with no date. You know, it looks good. It looks very good. Um, we both commented on how interesting it looks, but we weren't given anything to go on. Um, however, we do know that Focus Entertainment will be doing their own exclusive showcase um and basically it's just purely going to be that isn't it it's just going to be dedicated yeah you to get the an extended table. trailer the release date um, and it's all next week basically everything you want to know so that actually happens on the 23rd 
So that's a week today. So hopefully, yeah. um, it's. I don't know what time it is in the I UK. I think it's five pm. Five oh, pm good. UK. So we will, we will watch that and and we will give you all the details next Thursday on on yeah. next Thursday's podcast. I'm looking forward to it actually because it is one you know. For me personally, there's certain games that I'd look at, and you know, just from a few screenshots and trailers, I'd probably sort of say, "Now nah, that ain't for me." But watching this one was one that really did stand out for me, and I did think that looks that does look good. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely take more into that. And, and, and the, the next week initial game was a was a a big success as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's you know a plague tale innocence it were called wasn't it and that that were a you know it were a very popular game and something we didn't play but yeah this stood out for me as well and I, I'll, I'll be watching the show next thursday and looking forward to the release date and definitely giving it a bash yeah definitely so we can sort of roll this bit into a bit of a sort of double bit of news really infinity ward obviously are the developers of call of duty they're developing the next call of duty um and obviously we'll go on to a bit more about them in a moment, but the current Call of Duty and the war zone that we've got at the moment, it's been announced that there is going to be a new resurgence map that comes with the next season. Um, I don't actually know what the date is. I think we're only a few days or weeks away from the next season of Vanguard and Warzone. Um, and with it, obviously, we get this new resurgence map for Warzone, which is basically like your little mini ones. Uh, this one's going to be called Fortune's Keep. I couldn't find yep. any of the information then. Um, the map looks pretty cool, to be fair. It's got, it's again, it's got like a bit of a Rebirth Island sort of size and look to it. Um, it's a nice little sort of town that sort of, obviously, when we used to play Warzone back on the Verdansk, you know, the towns and all that were always a good bit of action down there. So, you know, hopefully we'll get that. You've got a winery down the other end of the map, which again, that's a bit of a bit of a wide open land, you know, obviously with a big building in the centre. So it's I think it'll cause a good I think it'll be probably the best one since rebirth. Um and interestingly at the very bottom of the map you've got Smuggler's Cove, which it's like two tiny islands that are sort of built into like the cove around it. So that's the sort where there's potentially going to be vantage points. If you land on them little islands there's a chance you'll get sort of sniped and attacked from, you know, the the cliffs opposite. So it looks good. Um, it's and certainly... you're, you're going to give it a go, aren't you? This, yeah, this, this I, I literally messaged our sort of group today and said, you know, with this coming up, does anyone fancy sort of... Obviously, we fell off Warzone a little bit. The the new main Warzone map's not as good as Val, um, Valkyrie. Um, Dansk. So, you know, I'm looking forward to obviously... Modern Warfare coming up, and obviously we'll get another Warzone come with that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely obviously Warzone, the original Warzone, still getting a lot of love, and they're still getting a lot of attention with the current fan base. And obviously we've got a lot coming yeah. up. And, and like and, I said, well, go on, you carry yeah. on. So then, Infinity Ward may also be working on an open world RPG game, which so it, I think that's. Habits. You know, Infinity Ward with obviously their Modern Warfare and coming up to Modern Warfare Two. The, me, they create the best Call of Duties out of the lot. I think it's sort of, for me, yeah. it's always been that way. Um, you know, we don't know exactly 
whether it'll be on a brand new IP altogether. Um, people have said potentially it could also be something related to Call of Duty. You know, they could create an open world RPG to do with Call of Duty and war and all that sort of stuff, maybe. Or is it? are they going to go down a completely different route altogether? It's it's one that I'm quite looking forward to seeing what exactly it is interesting. Yeah, more, the more details we get, obviously, the, you know, the more we'll kind of think yes or no. It's our type of thing. But they have said it is going to be a triple A title. So I mean, this is you know, it's yeah, a it'll big, be a blockbuster, be a big game. So so yeah, it's interesting to see where they'd go with it. Is it is an open world Call of Duty something you'd want, or would you would you would you want to see a brand new IP? Um. I don't I don't know really. I think it would certainly give Call of Duty a whole different direction, you know, if it's a proper open world, you know, basically you're going to sort of play through a war in a different sense to the normal campaigns, but you know, you're going to sort of move with the missions and the campaign play through whatever. But I th- I personally think it will sort of they'll probably go down a completely different route. Um <clears throat> they've said that it's going to be a non-linear narrative, so you're not going to follow a set path. It's going to be like your, you know, your Skyrims and your Fallouts and all that. Yes, you've got your sort of general, your path through to the end of the game, but you're not set to a certain route. You know, you can go off and do different yeah. things and come back to it when you want. So I think it will be something completely different. It could still be war. It could still be combat, first-person shooter-type things but I don't think it'll necessarily sort of carry the Call of Duty brand as such. No, I think I'd like a brand new IP. Um, we mentioned this before, didn't we, in podcasts, early doors, that we it's what we need more of in gaming, just brand new worlds, brand new experiences. So yeah. I think I'd prefer that. Yeah, you know, we, we know that Infinity War can obviously create a good in-depth campaign, a good in-depth sort of world. The maps and that that they create are good. They're visually very good. Uh, Gameplay-wise, they're quite good as well. So, you know, if it's something completely new to that studio, then, you know, I'm all for it. I do look forward to seeing a bit more on it, whenever that may be. Yeah, same. Same. And obviously, they're hiring as well, so this could be... We could be still way off. You know, ever. Anytime anytime soon. soon. Yeah. And then, very quickly, uh, if you haven't played FIFA 22, but you're a football fan you can get it on Game Pass Ultimate as of next week. Which I'm hoping, um, with the leak a couple of weeks back, FIFA 22 and Battlefield 2042 were both leaked as coming to Game Pass. I'm hoping, with the launch of Season 1 of uh, Battlefield 2042, um, I'm hoping that may show its face on Game Pass in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, if the leaks are true, you wouldn't have thought it'd be too far off. No, you wouldn't have thought so. And speaking of Battlefield 2042, Ash? Yeah, there's uh, a couple of playlist changes come in as part of week two of Zero Hour. I don't know whether the plan is, you know, weekly changes to the playlist, but basically um, the new map which has been added as part of season one is Exposure, which I sent you the picture the other day, didn't I? I said, as snipers, I think we'd love that map. It's very mountainous. It's, you know, it's basically two sides of a massive canyon. Basically, if you've ever played uh, probably most map-based games like this, the majority of them don't let you vote for a map. Uh, in Breakthrough, it's exactly the same. 
uh, where basically it's just look of the draw. You'll just get a map, and that's the one you're going to play next unless you back out and search for another one. So basically they're adding a playlist for <clears throat> Breakthrough that's dedicated purely to exposure. So if you just literally want to play that map, that's going to be available. Um, yeah, it's just, just a sort of basic sort of update. There's going to be some more new challenges dedicated more to Breakthrough as part of this week's update whatever you want to call it uh going to focus on a few challenges uh focusing on primary weapon use uh the capturing of objectives and getting kills with shotguns so uh, you know maybe it's as part of the zero hour update maybe we'll start getting like weekly little boosts with it who knows we'll see next week probably yeah and hopefully like you said it might again pass soon and we'll we'll pick it back up and give it a full dressing down yeah definitely So is there anything else you want to mention, Ash? Or um, should we wrap that up? Yeah, so basically one one final piece I'd sort of say, I posted it sort of an hour ago, basically the Overwatch 2 closed beta sign-ups are now open. Um, obviously we had the PC beta going back in, I think it was April <clears throat> time, and the next stage is going to also include consoles, so Xbox, PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Uh, if, you, if you're on our website, you can click on the article and there's a link direct to the beta sign-up. Uh, you sign in through your Battle.net user and it's as easy as that. You select the console you want to enter it with. Uh, the access to the beta is not guaranteed, as is the case with all sign-ups. Um, and we will be hearing a little bit more on it soon, as I think... I've forgotten now when I've... When the date is whenever it loads uh the beta is going to be on the 28th of june so it's only going to be you know 12 days from now so get yourself on the website get signed up and you know hopefully I'll, i've signed up for it so hopefully we'll be able to get maybe some gameplay and a bit of feedback on the beta in a couple of weeks time yeah uh i'm also signed up so hopefully one if not both of us We'll yeah, make, might be we'll able to jump there. in together and have a few games. And we do always attempt to get extra through press start. Yes, so if yeah, we, we do, sometimes get some keys that we can pass out. Yep, yeah, so keep an eye on our social media over the next sort of 12 days because if we do get extra keys, we will give them away. So well worth keeping an eye on our social media channels and our website. Yeah, so... Basically, this we said before this episode that it was probably going to be a little bit shorter because it is sort of basically a catch-up of the one that we did on Sunday. Uh, there's, obviously, we had a couple of little bits extra to throw in, but yeah, this, this is sort of it for this week's episode or obviously the double whammy that we've hosted this week. I've got to say, I can't say any more. You've had two in a week. Yeah, nearly two hours worth of content. You, you're laughing this week. Um, yeah, so next week, obviously, we're just going to go back to the normal every friday episode and with it obviously we're going to have obviously the update to do with a plague's tale and so on and everything else that's going to come over the next week or so with news thank you for having us and thank you once again to everybody that listens yeah we really definitely. do appreciate it uh, obviously don't forget you can obviously follow us on our social medias uh twitter instagram and so on at press underscore start if you're listening to us on spotify make sure you give us a follow Give the podcast a rating if you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, you'll be kept up to date with all the latest episodes over there. So yeah, thank you for listening as always. Thank you to my co-host Shane and 
we will see you next week. See you next week.